Welcome to the House Church Podcast, where we talk about church as family. I'm Daniel Sands. And I'm Christy Sands. And this is the House Church Podcast. Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Hey, honey, how's it going? Good. Good. Hey, so I'm kind of excited about this being our first episode, and I think it will be fun to take a minute and tell people about what we're hoping to do and then introduce ourselves a little bit. Sound good to you? Yep. All right. Uh, So the goal of this podcast is really to talk about our life uh, in, in our home as well as church in homes and really get into the church as family and what God has called us to be as a church and what he's called us to be as families. And that makes for a very unique and strange life, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, in fact, when we talk to people about what we're doing, they are like, wait, wait, what are you doing again? You're <laughs> in houses. And I'm like, yeah, that's what was happening in the New Testament. It was pretty cool. We're really liking it. Um, but we recognize that it's so foreign to most people. So um, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, but that's ideally we want to just talk about what it is like to make disciples as a lifestyle, um, how that affects our family and how that affects church in our house. Um, anything else on your mind related to that? Um, no, I think you covered it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, since I've been doing the talking so far, I think we should introduce ourselves. Um, honey, would you like to just tell a little bit about you and what you do both professionally and as a mother and as a <laughs> house church planter's wife? Sure. Um, so I am married to you, which has its own fun things. <laughs> um, but we have, I'm a mom. We have three kids. Um, Micah is eight. Hannah just turned seven. And we have an almost two-year-old, Jaina. And that is primarily my full-time job, I would say. And then um, I would say my next probably most important role is um, just pastor's wife. I've I've prioritized that in different ways over the years, (laughs) but it is because of ministry being family life. I think they're very closely related. Um, but, and we'll talk about discipleship relationships and all of that. But, um, so I definitely just, I think support what you're doing. Um, I don't know, by just being a part of everything. I do some admin with the church, but um, so that would be another role. And then I'm also a clinical counselor and I work a little about, about half time, um, seeing clients and managing my own business. So, yeah, that's, so you're not busy me. at all, right? Nope. Tons of free time. <laughs> so <laughs> what, um, one thing uh, I think it's worth noting a lot of times when people hear pastor's wife, um, if they're from a really traditional background, uh, they think of a woman who's married to the singular pastor of their church. Who plays the piano. Um, she always play, pays the, plays the piano or leads women's ministry and children's ministry or all three. Um, and that's what she does um, and doesn't get paid for it most of the time, I should know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but in, in maybe even more contemporary environments, they think of a pastor's wife and she's, uh, maybe helping with, uh, ministry, but her role is definitely a supporting role to her pastor who is serving in a, 
um, more of a corporate type position where he is a, uh, a leader in a large church and she's just kind of there to be his first lady, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but in our environment, it's a very, very different thing because, we aren't in a large setting. We're in multiple small settings and, um, piano is not really part of the equation, <laughs> but being a parent is and discipling people is, and, um, it's much more of a family role, this pastor's wife role. And so we'll talk more in later episodes, but, um, I think it's just worth noting that it's completely different than what people expect. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, I should introduce myself a little bit. Uh, so I have been in ministry uh, to some degree or another for uh, coming up on 20 years, uh, really, like, because I was doing some stuff even in high school. And um, we have, wow, in ministry, we have really gone through the gambit. We've been in campus ministry. We've been in youth ministry. We've been in large megachurch ministry. Um, we have been in parachurch ministry. Uh, Church planters focusing on house church environments. Um, in my life, uh, while house church ministry is uh, priority, along with the ministry to my family, which those two things go completely together, um, but I also teach theology online. Um, that's another part of my life. And then I run a marketing business um, where we do both traditional and online digital marketing. And that helps pay the bills a little bit. And of course, um, I'm home with kids uh, in the flexibility of my life. And it's kind of cool. So we, we're kind of unique in that we both get to be home with kids um, and we kind of flex our schedules. And that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Yeah, it has its pros and cons, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way, I don't think. Yeah. So we've introduced ourselves a little bit. Um, should we introduce our kids? I know we don't want to put too much emphasis on them, but I think it's worth noting a little bit about what the dynamic of our family is like, because that clearly influences our church. Yes. Um, well, and I think it's, as just as a side note, I think it'll be important to talk through, because um, we were talking about pastor's wife and parenting being one of the big things. And while that's true for us and probably a lot of other people that we're in ministry with, um, you know, that does obviously isn't a factor for everybody. And so it would be interesting to talk about <laughs> how it would be different without kids. But, um, so yeah, yeah. our kids, um, Micah is eight, like we said, and, um, he has special needs, um, nothing definitive as far as diagnosis. He has a few labels, but, um, we would say he's moderately, um, delayed. And so, um, that started as far as like you know, understanding what that was going to look like when he was about almost three years old. And, um, so lots and lots of therapy and doctor's appointments were in our life back then. Um, he started school at three years old and we've had some homeschooling journey. <laughs> we've had, um, just, yeah, I, I think introduction into the special needs world, which is a whole other topic, but, um, the needs of that community, the parents in that community, the siblings in that community, and just um, navigating schools and um, activities and all of that. Um, it's just a world I never thought we'd be in and has been very challenging, very rewarding, but also creates 
an interesting dynamic for ministry. Um, and I would say a lot of dissatisfaction in the typical church that we see just trying to fit in and trying to find our place and those needs not really being met. I do think those things are changing in a lot of churches, but it's still, it's just a tricky thing. So, um, but he's an amazing kid. He, um, is actually doing very well in school. He has been, um, meeting a lot of his milestones lately, goals that we've had in the past year. So that's been really cool to see. Um, but I think on a day-to-day basis, we still struggle with a lot of frustration coming from him. There's a lot of things that he struggles to do that are just normal things that you and I can do. And, um, so that creates some tension in our house and, um, it limits things that we can do as a family and in, in ministry in some ways. And so we've had to learn how to be okay with that and also how to see him as a disciple. And, um, yeah, that's just, that I think that flavors every area of our life. And so we can't talk about our life without addressing some of that. So anyway, that's Micah. (laughs) Um, did you want to, and then we have two girls. (laughs) Um, You want to talk about Hannah? (laughs) And uh, yeah, sure. So Hannah is our middle child and she is, incredibly precocious and is just on top of everything and smart and beautiful and witty and excels. And, um, you can imagine creates a unique dynamic as the middle child with her older brother having some struggles. Uh, but we're seeing her be discipled in that. And that's really cool. Um, and then we have our, our youngest, Jaina, who is the baby and is full of sass and is also beautiful <laughs> and cute. And um, it just creates to have toddler and special needs and super energetic middle child. Um, I would say our life is exciting. It is never not interesting in the Sam's That's house. That's true. So, which leads to some really great stories, which every now and then we'll be able to share. Yeah. Um, in the... I, I kind of wanted to address this issue of church as family. And I know it's something we're going to get into a lot more, but you hinted at how we've struggled in, um, in traditional church environments because Micah just doesn't fit in. Um, and over time, we realized that neither did we. Because in a lot of traditional church formats, there are, it's based around programming or it's based around the building. And um, what we find is that all that seems to work okay in so much as you fit in to the program. Mm -hmm. And when you don't, there's not a place for you. And a lot of times uh, leaders in churches like that really might mean well, but they're seeing a structure, a man-made structure, a man-made system. And if people don't fit into it, They don't know what to do. And I think we've seen a lot of people hurt a lot of times unintentionally. We've been hurt unintentionally, I think, and maybe intentionally at times um, (laughs) as, as there's just not a place. And one of the things that we have been concerned about is as we open up the word of God and try to put aside our preconceived notions of what church was supposed to look like, what it had been like for us. And we just saw what it said, and we see in the New Testament people who don't fit in, but 
fit into the family of God. And that church seemed to function as a family that was based around relationships in Christ rather than in a building or a set of programs or even a, an, an organizational structure uh, outside of being a family. And so we've really been seeking God in his word and in prayer and looking at what he is doing in his church globally and historically. And what we're seeing is that the, the example Jesus set and the commands he gave, the directions he gave for the church, certainly describe church as a family a lot more than as a hierarchical organization. And so we have been in this place where we are seeking to obey God in how we function as a church. And that affects how the church is led. It affects every individual's role. It affects what our gathering is like. And um, it uh, certainly puts us in a unique spot with people who, who believe that the traditional church should stay traditional. And I think what we're saying is, no, the church should be biblical. And I would strive not for something that is just new, but something that is actually very old. And um, so we're striving to be biblical, and it's made for a really interesting life. Yeah. How do you think we should talk about, you know, does it seem like we're reacting out of our hurt? Um, you know? You know, because I, I do think I think we yeah. attract a lot of people who have been hurt by the church, and yeah. I there's a part of us that struggles with um, jumping on that bandwagon and being like, "Yeah, big churches suck," yeah. <laughs> and that's not what we think at all. Um, but I don't know how would we talk? How should we talk well, about that today? <laughs> I think that I think it's worth. I think it's a good thing to talk about. One is um, when something hurts. It can be an indication that something might be wrong. God has allowed for us to have pain so that we can identify a problem. Uh, I step on a tack, it hurts, and it allows me to deal with it, pull the tack out, put a Band-Aid on. Um, and it also could mean sometimes things that hurt are good. You know, going to the dentist and drilling out a cavity hurts, but it's necessary. And so I usually try to point out just because someone is hurting does not mean that a wrong has been committed, but does mean we need to zero in and figure out what is going on. And I would say that the, the things that we experienced in church were what God used to identify, wow, hey, something, something needs to be paid attention to here. And I think in that process, there are things that we've been able to filter out from Scripture and say, wow, that thing hurt, but it was what God wanted to do, you know? And there are other times where things hurt. And it's like, well, that hurt, and it was because that wasn't done correctly. And so the, the goal and the, um, the authority in this process is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And that's what's central, because I think you're, I'm thinking of, of times we've had people come to our church that were hurt, um, but they were in a reaction mode and all they wanted was something different what, than what they had. Their goal was not to be biblical. And I think the, that's, that's where the difference is. If I'm just going to be reacting, then it's a problem. But if my hurt causes me to say, whoa, what, what does God say to do? How is this? This can't be it. Let's look into this. And if my authority is scripture, 
then I'm much more likely to be in a healthy place. And hopefully my response is a humble one where I can gently point out to my brothers and sisters and say, hey, some of the things you're doing are not biblical. And at the same time say, hey, some of the things you're doing are really great. And not look at it as a black and white, I hate this and I love that, but a, hey, we're all imperfect. Let's strive to be as biblical as as possible. Yeah, and I think, too, we're not saying that people who are hurt shouldn't come and be part of what we're doing, Um, but that ushering them into a place of forgiveness and reconciliation as much as possible. And, and I think we've had to do that. Well, I know we've had to do that Um, and getting to a place where, you know, we can say, you know, we're okay, you know, and we've, we've mended as much as we can. And um, yeah, I think the humility piece that you mentioned is really important. Well, and I, I think, um, well, I want to not ever mention anybody specifically and say wanted to ever come on with us, but I'm thinking of specific people who have been deeply hurt and deeply wounded. And I've noticed that, again, it comes back to church as a family when we just say, hey, come and be a part of the family. Um, the people who are willing to be uh, discipled and who are willing to be led by the Holy Spirit, convicted by the Holy Spirit, will be humbled and will take on uh, that process of sanctification. And we see a different result from somebody like that than from someone who is just angry and wants their own way. And, and it's really interesting to see the different types of people. I would say everyone comes to our church hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not everyone comes humbled before the Lord. And the, the, that's the difference is, is Jesus my king or is my own desire for vengeance or my own bitterness or my own self, my king, um, which is another thing that comes up a lot is just talk of, of Jesus as king and who is our authority, but Jesus. Um, so yeah, that's a good word. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we close out this little introduction? Um, no, I think that's good. Cool. Well, Hey, thanks everybody for being with us. Um, we're excited. We realize this is in the early stages of this podcast, but we're pretty excited about it. And we're, I think just having you with us as we talk about what God has done, what he is doing and what we believe he wants to do in the church in the future. Have a great day and we'll hear from you next week. Thank you for joining us for the house church podcast. The more positive reviews we get, the more iTunes will recommend us to other people searching for a biblical church family. Thanks for listening to the House Church Podcast. For more information, visit undergroundseminary.net.